Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. I am Jordan Miller here with Laura Hawk, uh, broadcasting live from Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, normally, our office or our studio is in the basement of the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, but since um, has been, um, they hired an employee who needed it more than we did, apparently, and so um, we got kicked out, but we are broadcasting live here from the Mustard Seed um, Catholic store in downtown Rapid City. Um, and it's going good. Yeah. Here yeah. we are. So Life it's a good. good Monday morning. Snowy here, actually. Um, so Laura and I are um, ready for the next couple of hours with you all. Uh, Laura, what happened to you this weekend? Let's hear about it. Yeah, I, I did. I was uh, sharing with Jordan before the show started. It was a great uh, life-giving weekend for me. Um, I had the chance to go back to Nebraska, where I'm originally from, and I just had a couple Catholic things up my sleeve. Um, our Newman Center at the University of Nebraska Kearney began four years ago an annual alumni banquet. Um, it's the St. Gianna Banquet. Um, so that was on Friday evening. I uh, it was the first year that I've had uh, the chance to uh, to attend, uh, but it was it was quite life giving to see everyone and to, yeah, just see how things at the Newman Center continue, um, you know, um, year after year and, and new people and. Yeah, it was beautiful. I think there was uh, four or five people who came into the church at Easter Vigil wow. there. At, at the Newman, Newman Center. Center. Wow. Yeah, which is beautiful. One of them was my sister's roommate. And uh, yeah, it's just good to see that life uh, continuing at that, that critical age. Yeah. And then, Jordan, <laughs> on Sunday, uh, my niece had her baptism. So Avery Teresa Shields is one of the newest members of our, our Catholic church. Yeah, that's and exciting. Yeah, she's young and beautiful. Seems very holy, very mm-hmm. holy. So it is good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Good. This weekend, actually, I, um, my fiance and I were on our heart to heart retreat weekend, oh, yeah. which through the Diocese of Rapid City is a, you know, engaged couples retreat. And so we um, were out there with, I think, us and about 10 other. Uh, That's great. Yeah. 10 other couples. And we were out there all weekend and learning about like the mission of our marriage and, hmm. um, how, yeah, like how it's life giving and, you know, what, you know, what the Lord can do and the grace that we receive through that and some practical things and, um, yeah. very, yeah. very nice. Now, yeah. Jordan, I, uh, I know that the diocese has a good marriage prep kind of set up for you mm-hmm. guys. Um, mm-hmm. that's, there's two different retreats, right? That you guys attend or tell me more about heart to heart. Right. I guess. Right. Um, so the, all the marriage prep that we've done, um, the parish does, uh, so we're getting married at the cathedral. And the parish does uh, what's called joy-filled marriage. And so mm. that's kind of couples who are getting married at the cathedral um, who meet. It's just like a Friday night and then a Saturday to the afternoon. And um, you go through an ascension program that, um, you know, just talks about like more practicalities of being married okay. and the importance of like praying together and talking about your finances and, um, you know, like <laughs> kids and family <laughs> dynamics. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that was really helpful for us. Um, and then... We do uh, this heart-to-heart retreat, which um, was actually born from a VSI, uh, the Veritati Splendor 
Institute um, exit project from several couples who graduated from that program. And so... Seriously, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so um, now the diocese requires it for all engaged couples and for um, people who are convalidating their marriage, who were married outside the church and now want their marriage blessed. So we had a couple of those couples there too. That's beautiful. And yeah. I think I've had the chance to visit with others who have gone on the heart to heart and, uh, and those who help facilitate it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they say that is so encouraging is just to see how the retreat really meets the couple where they're at. Oh, for sure. So, you know, yeah. like if you're, you know, um, you're in the place in your relationship with Christ where, um, it's like the number one priority in your, in your relationship with mm-hmm. another than set solid. They mm-hmm. still have more to show you. Yeah. Um, but even those who are, you know, just, uh, coming in a little, a little less, uh, devoted, um, sure. can still receive so much. Yeah. One of my favorite parts I think was we had on Saturday night, we had a panel where, um, are there's two and one of the NFP instructors for the Creighton model, she came in with her husband and then, um, Amy Julian, who's the family life ministries director for the diocese, who was there with us all weekend. Um, and then Deacon Larry Capriva and his wife, Elka, who were there with us all weekend too. And, um, so a lot of the questions were, you know, like about NFP or about, um, prayer or just about like practicalities of being married. And, um, so I found that like helpful and enjoyable to like hear some of their stories too. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Yeah, July 30th, July July 30th, 30th. That's not too far away. How wonderful. I, you know, we just looked this morning and we're almost right under the hundred day mark. So here we go. Well, wonderful. Well, uh, we're not alone here in the studio this morning. (laughs) We um, have a great uh, first speaker, uh, Mario Rangel, um, who is a a local business owner here in Rapid City. He owns his own line of uh, construction company. Um, so more, Mario, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was all right. Thank you. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, we have a lot of children as you know, and <laughs> yes. so there's a birthday party. It seems like every month. But, uh, so that's what we did yesterday. Our whole weekend was focused around getting our mm. place prepared for that event mm, and nice. having everybody over. So it was yeah. great. And, uh, we got a puppy, so oh, it's wow. kind of like having another child. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was this a birthday party for your, one of your own children? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Three of them actually. Yeah. So, so yeah. rather than having birthdays every month or so, we've tried to, uh, you know, consolidate those two, uh, two or three at a time. Yeah. One great birthday yeah, bash. Yeah. 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 Your that daughter, Isabel, she spends a lot of time in my office at oh, the high okay. school, but oh. she was telling me that this was a while ago. She's like, well, we've got a birthday party coming up and we're celebrating this one and this one and this one. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, yeah, that's awesome. kind of how you have to do it when there's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Mario, you. share it with our listeners. What's your head count? Uh, tell us about uh, we have So we have 11 children okay. now Wonderful. and uh, my wife and I've been married almost 22 years. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. So we yeah. met right there in the walls that you work in yep. at St. <laughs> Thomas More. And um, who knows, it's kind of a Kind of, I always think back to the time my mom asked me if I wanted to go to the Catholic school system. I was in fifth grade when I started going there, and you were so wise. Well, I just you? she was. I was like, yeah, fine, sounds great, and uh, didn't think about all the things that kids tend to think about. You know, I'm going to leave my friends and this mm-hmm. or that. But once I got there, my my first teacher, she just uh, held me to the line, and uh, I had never experienced that before and it was really good for me from that point forward so yeah. well that's really cool yeah. what's, what's yeah. the what's the boy to girl ratio uh eight boys and three girls oh, wow yeah uh, don't ask me their birthdays please yeah. no no no, no <laughs> my, dad, my dad says the same thing there's only four of us so. <laughs> no it's really good well talking a little bit about um the the uh 
graces that come from like a Catholic community, um, your mm -hmm. experience at St. Thomas More and so forth. Uh, Mario, um, how are you trying to live that out within your um, construction company? Well, that's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I guess the first thing that uh, I was advised by a good friend when I got married is to treat my job as an avocation. Mm. So a support to your vocation and never get that priority um, mixed up. That's, that's a challenge. Um, but uh, so I've always approached it that way. That's um, smart. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Good he, advice. He, he was smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was good enough to take the advice, I guess. But um, no, so uh, having the company is, uh, or, or that doing that line of work can be, um, have, have challenges, have rewards, uh, but to bring your Catholic faith into it is, uh, is probably the challenge. I was looking at, you know, some of the questions that you had <laughs> sent to me, thinking about them, and mm -hmm. um, probably the biggest challenge is, you know, in, in living your faith out yeah. in, in work is balancing, I mean, as a, as a father, balancing the work and the home life. Mm -hmm. um, for me, and maybe there's a lot of men that are this way, but changing gears is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And so going from work to home is often a time of a pep rally for me, oh, uh, sure. the drive home. Uh, so the longer the drive, the better for the family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, that, that's been a challenge. It's also been a challenge knowing, you know, knowing what God's will is in the work that we do, because we hear as we sit in Mass and we listen to scriptural readings um, and we hear the sermons given to us, um, rarely do you hear the priest say, now get out there, men, and work hard and grow your companies and make more money. <laughs> and um, you're hearing uh, messages that uh, can be, seem to be the opposite, Sure. actually. And so to be able to discern um, as a leader of a company and as a leader of a home uh, how to do that mm -hmm. um, is, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, and then also knowing how, you know, how hard to push, uh, what is enough, um, yeah. when, you know, and um, it's kind of like, you know, how, you know, if somebody's taking care of a, any piece of equipment or, you know, how, how often do you need to grease it? How often do you need to maintain it? When, you know, when can you just say it's, it's enough? I need to go home now. I need to be with my family. Um, that, that's, that's a real challenge. And I'm sure we're, we're the, the, you know, um, the owner, the, the top guy in your company, like a lot of eyes are looking at you to make those, those decisions. <laughs> yeah. I know? keep my door shut and my, uh, <laughs> so that nobody can watch me very often. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, so how long oh, yeah. do you think it would, uh, like you were saying, kind of talking about balance and stuff, like how long do you think it took you to kind of start getting good at like, like this is this is work time and like yeah I'm gonna leave at five, fifteen or I'm gonna like what did that routine look like for you early on? Well, uh, you should ask my wife that question because <laughs> uh, it's been you know 22 years of marriage and I don't think I've quite got that down mm, yet. Yeah. Um, because uh, and, and it could be I don't know you know how other businesses uh operate uh, and how they what their stresses are but construction can be you know you work from job to job so you mm -hmm. aren't like saying well okay let's set this place up and customers will come in every once in a while we'll improve it mm, sure. we'll make sure we got enough product it's not like that um construction is a different location all of the time and uh and the work may come to you when you're not uh, ready to take it on but you know that 
more work may not come after that. Yeah, so you have sure. to figure out how are we going to do this? So sometimes it means hiring a lot that you oh, didn't plan yeah. for, mm-hmm. purchasing new equipment that you didn't plan for. Um, and always with the back of your mind, when you're having to do that, you're fearful of what about, you know, when I don't have enough for, mm-hmm. for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a line so. of work that has, um, has a lot of need for trust. Yeah. Like it's not, uh, there's not necessarily, uh, a stable beat or, you know, rhythm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, yep. It and, you know, you want, you, that's what you try for. Cause I think stability in a company is really important. So you try to maintain that and that, that takes, um, it, it takes more people, more, you know, more cost, which everybody's afraid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, but we work for that. Um, but sure. I know if you asked anybody that works for me, they'd say, Mario usually pushes the line a little bit harder than we want. <laughs> um, I'm not hard on people in my relationships. I'm just, I, I do try to take quite a bit of work on for the company and always be on the border of, it's just about too much. Mm-hmm. Just because I know mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. what it's like to not have enough. So yeah. 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 yeah, And I think there's something to be said too about like, even like using that like in your line of work but you know even in like our daily lives our prayer lives our family lives is like kind of just going the extra the extra mile or the extra inch even to just kind of expand what what everyone's capable of in the company mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whether that's you or whether that's you know you doing it kind of on behalf of for your employees mm-hmm. and um yeah. yeah i think there's a there's a lesson in that too goes back to like we're not made for comfort mm-hmm. <laughs> made yeah. for by great. no means yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but have but having you know balancing to answer your question about balancing that time is um in a company setting when you're with people all day i'm, I'm my personality is i can i can think well and i can work well when, when i'm a little more alone mm-hmm. and so so I do need that time, um, and it's usually at the end of the day when everybody leaves, mm-hmm. and so our office closes at uh, 5, so I'm usually there um, a couple hours after that. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've started doing um, just this year is working one day a week from home. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's amazing how productive I am there, but it helps me uh, keep a good point of reference of why I'm working. Sure. Yes. So, sure. Um, okay. so those are the, those are some steps I've taken. I don't do it perfectly. I know that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, Mario, thank you so much mm-hmm. for uh, making time for us in this show this morning. Um, we'll be transitioning to break, but sure. um, when we come back, we'll have more great questions for you and um, things for our listeners to listen to. <laughs> so thank you all. <laughs> Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risked that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it. 
your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. Um, This is Jordan Miller here with Laura Hawk on Real Presence Live. Um, And we are just coming back um, from our break, and we're joined here by Mario Rangel. Um, with Wrangell Construction Company. So, Mario, welcome back from the break, and we're glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, just before the break, we were kind of talking about how uh, with Mario's, you know, 11 kids, and you have nine at home, right? right. Nine yep. at home. Yep. Um, how he kind of, well, has and currently does kind of balance, you know, work life and home life. And um, and we just, I just want to talk to you a little bit about uh, your employees, Um and how you care for and kind of like show love to them. And that might seem an odd thing to the, the average yeah. <laughs> secular employee. Um, but why is that so important to you? Well, um, it took me a long time to realize this. When I first got into the business, um, I, didn't, I really, really did not enjoy being the guy that was hiring and firing people. Mm. And um, for many reasons. But... As I continued to just give myself to the work, and there were many times I had to just submit, um, and, and many times that it was a heavy cross to carry. But the more I did that, uh, the more I began to see the employees that I had as, as the sick, the poor, mm. the naked that our Lord was sending to me. So I felt like it was an obligation to look at them that way. So that comes down, I mean, it's really hard to give everybody attention. But, um, but to, I mean, even the applicants that come in, um, I mean, they, they can be broken individuals that come in um, that are looking for a job. And so what can I do um, to the, just to show that individual love? It may not be that I can give them a job because they may not be qualified or they may have other circumstances that just prevent them from being hired. But what can I do in that moment? The other thing I really try to do is with employees that we have, um, and this drives a lot of people in the company a little bit nuts, I think, <laughs> because when we have individuals in construction, sometimes um, there, you know there can be some somebody that has a rough background, and this isn't just construction. Sure. This is all over. Yeah. But, um, so how do we handle that? And I always um, will talk to that person to find out if there's any goodwill left in them. I mm. mean, if they've been missing work or late for work or having struggling with uh, maybe an alcohol problem or something like that. That's real. That's happening all over the place. Drugs yeah. and things like that are on the rise, unfortunately. And so 
to deal with them is basically when I talk with them, is there goodwill and is there a potential that they could recover? And so if there is, then I'm working with them personally. I'm talking with them. How can, you know, how can I help you? What do you need? What can we do to get you, you know, um, to get you back, your life back in order? Because I always tell them this work is meant to support your life. And if your life Mm -hmm. is shattered outside of work, that's not, that's not what I'm here to to do, to help Mm -hmm. you with. So, but that drives uh, the, the, the other workers a little bit bonkers sometimes because they're like, hey, this guy's missing work. He's late for work. And I'm always telling them, just be patient. You know, let's, let's, let's work with this fellow. I still sense goodwill. Mm-hmm. So it, I think the, the, the group starts to realize that there's an outreach. That's kind of, you could say, a quiet ministry that we do. Some guys are forced into it because <laughs> I tell them, <laughs> we're going to keep this person on, you know. Yeah. But um, there's, been, there's been stories of success, few, and mm-hmm. probably more stories of where it, it just, you know, it fizzled out and didn't happen. But at least I had a chance to show them Christ's love. Yeah. 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 Mario, yeah. That, that sounds like huge mercy, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, um, and really bringing the church to an area that isn't necessarily church, you know, right. like, like those decisions are an inconvenience, you right. know, I'm sure to a company, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but like, like you are choosing the road that like Christ asks of you, right. you know, and, and, uh, and showing, you know, his mercy and, and his like fatherly care, you know, in a, in a very professional and, and, um, possible way. But, um, yeah. And I think too, I mean, I guess from what I've heard, not just, you know, from like all sorts of construction companies and people that have worked construction is that oftentimes the turnover rate is just so much, you know, too. And like, it's, it's hard to find good people or stable people to, you know, work in those jobs that are necessary, you know? Right. Um, and so I'm sure like, I guess I'm thinking if I was in your position, like that would be exhausting for me. Yeah, it is. You know, just Mm -hmm. like, I feel like every time I come to work, a new day is like, I'm having to kind of (laughs) not like put out these people's own fires, but you know, like that's, that's my Christian work rather than the actual work I came to, you know, I was planning on doing. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And Mario, even, yeah, just like what you um, mentioned is that, uh, yeah, it's not only like the individual that you are hopefully bringing, you know, Christ's love to, but, but those other employees are witnessing it. And, yeah, you know, like maybe. they're, they are mm-hmm. like, I, I think I imagine they are like, and you're, you know, rolling up your sleeves for them and, and uh, having them be a part of it, um, which w- will bear fruit. Um, seeds grow slowly. <laughs> I've learned in my youth ministry <laughs> very, very slowly. But do you have any uh, words of encouragement or, or um, things to other um, business owners who are Catholic and trying to balance it all or trying to bring that light to their company? Yeah, I guess um, early on when I went through, we'll say the agony in the garden uh, for me, um, <laughs> I read uh, I read a document by St. John Paul II called Laborum Exorcens, and it's it's a writing that he did on the meaning of work. Oh, and uh, because it was a time in my life, I was really just trying to make sure: Am I doing the work that God wants me to do here? Because <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Uh-huh. Um, and this is supposed so, to be fun. <laughs> yeah, as there's supposed to be some, you know. And um, so I read that, and one one. Um, statement that he had in there was about the importance of people needing to feel as though they're working for themselves. Mm. And I think, you know, we talk about that a lot in the work world. There's, you know, folks that have desires to be on their own, to work for themselves, to be free that way. 
So when I hire people, that's what I tell them my goal is for them to feel as though they're working for themselves. Um, that, you know, I'm not looking at the, the necessarily directly um, the product they produce sure. or, um, or how fast they work or how or much yeah, business. Micromanaging. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. um, it's like I want you to feel as though you're working for yourself. Most of the people I hire are men um, because um, that's the dominant yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, population in construction. And so when, I ha- when I'm hiring a man, I usually say, look, I'm going to treat you as a man. Uh, you are your, you are a, a grown man. You are um, responsible to a family, or or, or just if not, you're mm-hmm. you are a man, and so we will work together that way. We will agree. Mm-hmm. We will have that type of working relationship, and so I mean, I hold you accountable. You can hold me accountable too, mm-hmm. um, and so as, as whatever I can do to help them feel as though if they're gonna, I mean, they have the opportunity to do to to be a great asset to the company. Um, but it isn't because I'm going to force them to do that. Right. How um, do they respond to that usually? Because I feel like that would be a, like a very like atypical thing for someone to like say in an interview. Yeah. Is like, yeah, you're. I bet. Well, I bet they man, lift, but, I bet they uh, <laughs> you know straighten their posture. <laughs> I think it's refreshing for people to hear. I've heard this, uh, you know, and that's that's one thing that I've focused on in, in the company as well. Is you can have a lot of policies and, and things that written ways that everybody's supposed to act, but in the end, we're just really trying to be real and compassionate with people and understand that they have a family life that they have that they're human and once you talk to people in that way i think they feel um they feel love they feel more comfortable that people are there to assist them to Mm -hmm. take care of them um and i think it's really refreshing for them to hear i mean I, i had one guy that he's really been struggling um with an alcohol addiction and and he's he says uh you know, Mario, this is the only, this is the first place, and he's probably, uh, he's 45. He's like, this is the first place I've ever been that anybody even cared about me. Wow. Um, and I thought, really, in all these years you've worked, you've never been around that and somebody, yeah. you know, that you work with? And so, um, I mean, looking back at my notes here, if there's anything else, but those are, those are some things Mario. I would tell other employees. Um, and, well, the last point that I that I made was it was to pray for your employees. Mm-hmm. That was something I started doing probably about a decade ago, um, just realizing that um, if God is bringing these individuals to me, he's kind of saying you're responsible for them yeah. to a certain degree. And so if I'm a bad boss and my company isn't <laughs> a great place to be, at least I'm praying for them, yeah. you know, um, yeah. praying for them and for their families. Um, and that's, that's a daily thing that um, at first it was kind of a chore, like, you know, if you have a problem employee, oh, I'm going to pray for this guy. And, um, <laughs> Probably you know, also I'm kind of upset nuts, with him. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but over time, you're, you're, once, if you make that action first, then your heart kind of follows. And, mm. you, and then you begin to love them even more, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what I would encourage um, other that's employees. Great. There's a whole bunch of other business advice I could give. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, I could claim to be qualified to do that. Um, but um, call Wrangle Construction. Yeah, consulting. Right, right. <laughs> right. I mean, there's great business people out in the world that know, know the technical mm-hmm. side of business very well, and they do it well. So yeah. Well, Mario, as we come to a close, I'm kind of curious. Do you remember um, who gave you the the first advice to um, 
um, that you shared with us earlier in the morning. Um, you said, yeah. Yeah. Who was yeah. that? So that was, uh, um, that was a, a teacher that I had at my senior year at St. Thomas More. His name mm. is Sean Innerst. Okay. He's, he's a professor at the uh, St. John Vianney Seminary down in Denver. Oh, wow. He followed um, then Bishop Chaput. Okay. And uh, it, was kinda, it was a miracle that I even got into his class. Um, and I still, to this day, don't know why I transferred. I had the other teacher in the senior year was Mrs. Green, and she was considered to be the nice, easy teacher. Mm. For some reason or another, I transferred into his class, hmm. and he was deemed to be the very difficult <laughs> professor that everybody was scared of, mainly because he walked through the door and he presented himself as a very strong, manly figure. Sure. And so um, from that point on, he gave me the advice that I usually didn't want to hear, which was... Um, he would always remind me, you know, when families were growing up, you know, decades ago or centuries ago, they did the same work for generations over mm-hmm. and over. And nobody had got the ability to choose what I'm passionate about. They just gave sure. themselves. So it forced them to be, you know, their hearts to grow bigger in love yeah. and yeah. to sacrifice more. And so he was always saying, you know, just stay focused on the opportunity ahead of you. Provide mm-hmm. for your family well. And and yeah. the rest, God will take care of. Yeah. So. Well, well, Mario, thank you so much for yeah. coming. Um, and yeah, thanks for bearing Christ's light into the world of of hard hats and, <laughs> and all the, the other things that go along mm-hmm. with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you really do um, advocate for those um, who who need the Lord's mercy and and do yeah. a lot for our communities. So. I hope so. Thank yeah. you. No, thank you. It is true. So yeah, have a good rest of your Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seize the snow. Hopefully, it's the last one of the spring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems like we just can't pull out a winter here. I oh, know. Boy. I know. <laughs> well, thank you, Mario, yeah. uh, for sharing your wealth of knowledge in business and in ministry and the faith mm-hmm. too. Um, we're about to go to break, but up next, um, CPR training equips people to respond to a physical health crisis. But what about the mental health crisis? Um, stay tuned here for Real, on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 